Em Rossiano and Michael Lucas. You have been warned, it is Giggle Fest 2020. This is M Salation. Are you being discriminated against now because your name's Carrot? Like a dickhead's a dickhead no matter what. Massimo went from zero to kidnap very quickly. It's not socially acceptable to go out without your pants on. We've all accepted the fact that pants are necessary. You're in M Salation. Yeah, well, I've booked a hotel out, bitch. Come at me. I've got big balls. Hello, darlings. Welcome to Emsolation, episode 55. I just had a massive fight with one of my teenage daughters, complaining that the internet doesn't go into her bedroom. Well, let me tell you, Missy, there's a good fucking reason for that. If I allowed the internet into my daughter's bedrooms, we would never see them. We would never see them. And I pulled out the old, I'm paying for your car insurance, I'm paying for your mobile phone bill, I'm not paying for a second internet. Oof, turned into my mother, gives away that I had a fight with Chella, doesn't it? Yes, I fight with them. I do. I know a lot of you think we've got it together here, but I'll tell you after week 29 million of lockdown, things are getting tetchy between the three of us and my God, when our cycles line up, look out. (laughs) How are you? Welcome to Ep 55. Did I already say that? I don't know. I'm still thinking about my fight with Chella. And when I fight with her, I feel bad straight away because she's a very good kid. (sighs) I'm breathing it out. Uh... Look, day, what are we, day three of new lockdown, new M? It's going well. You know what's really boring? Drinking more water, exercising and eating well and getting enough sleep. It really has made me feel better. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm letting you all down. I wish I could say to you I'd found some magic shortcut out of not having to go jogging and, you know, not eating bad food and cutting out alcohol during the week and all the fun stuff in life. I'm so, so sorry to tell you that exercising and eating better and drinking lots of water and getting enough sleep really is the key. Oh, I know I'm as sad as you are. I'm sorry. Don't worry. I tried many other ways. I was exhaustive in my investigation of if I could find ways to curb my mental health and the way I was feeling if there was a sh- there was not. I'm so sorry. It's exercise, diet and sleep. Boo. Boo. <laughs> hey, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Emsolation patron page. Now, uh, a lot of you are already patrons and some of you have been asking me a bit more about it because I did do a giveaway. I'm giving away a pair of sparkly cowboy boots, cowgirl boots, excuse me, that don't fit me, they've never been worn. And um, becoming a patron of this podcast is basically, I mean, I'll, I'll lay it out for you in honest terms as only I can. It's a paid subscription and it's just a way for you to support Michael and I in putting this together because we don't always have sponsors. This month we don't. And I want to be able to – another thing I'll tell you that Michael won't be comfortable with, but when does that ever stop me? Michael does this for free. He doesn't get paid to do this podcast. Um, So I would like to eventually pay Michael also. (laughs) I don't know if he'd take the money, but he's such a good friend. He does it to kind of help me tick along and – But uh, so far I've been able to pay Ben Wosley, the incredible Ben Wosley, who writes all our bios, the episode bios, they're all incredible little short stories. If you haven't bothered to read what each episode is about, I encourage you to do so. And also that's how I paid to get the Emsolation merch made and the Busy Working Mum merch. So the money that you guys kind of contribute each month goes directly back into the podcast. And it's kind of cool. It means I don't have to rely on sponsors all the time. And the reason we don't always have sponsors is because this podcast is expensive because I'm picky. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to protect your little ears. So, yeah, if you want to become a patron, I'd love that. It's just, um, you know, what do you get? You get access to giveaways. I mean, you get the knowledge of knowing that you're financially, you know, in a small way. I think it works out to about 80 cents a podcast supporting a little, you know, independent pod with your, two of your favourite people. And um, eventually when we do live tours, you guys will get first grabs at tickets. You get first grabs at merch. Every now and then you get a little video from me. Um, I need to up my game a bit. I know I've just kind of not had a lot to say. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just I love it. I love our little community and it's growing each week, which is fantastic. So if this is something you're comfortable with, each month the 5 or $10, whatever tier you choose, comes off your credit card and it is US, so remember that. And the money goes straight back into the pod. And it's just your way of you know helping us, which is fantastic. All right, that's probably enough of me selling myself. I always get in trouble from Scott for apologising for asking for things. <laughs> but, you know, it's weird. Um, what you're about to hear is, oh, God, that's what I'm just remembering. You're going to hear Michael Lucas impersonating Dan Andrews giving his son the sex talk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. You're going to hear my thoughts on uh, Dr. Nick Coatesworth encouraging us to make our bed and do some housework to help us get through lockdown. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. You're going to hear why I'm the queen of the magpies and, uh, you're going to hear us talking about the cancellation. Well, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian has announced that they are no longer making the show. And I think you'll be surprised at my attitude toward the Kardashians. I will precursor everything with I've never watched one single episode of that show, but I do have some thoughts on the Kardashians that I think will surprise a lot of you. All right. Oh, God, I'm already like thinking, oh, should I edit out the patron stuff? Did I go too hard? God, it's just so much goes on in my brain. I mean, you guys all know that. But I'm going to leave it in. going to leave it in. And if you want to become a patron, go to mraciano.com forward slash listen. And if you can commit five or ten US a month to me and Michael and everyone else who works on the show, please do. If you can't, don't worry. You'll, You'll be able to get this for free. Don't worry. Forever. It's fine. I get it. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Oh, if I sound a bit puffed, I'm just back from my jog, which I've already done today. <laughs> Have you exercised yet, Michael Lucas? I've not. I've only just woken up. <laughs> but I, I think you're trumping up your latest fitness achievements. I'm suspicious if someone comes Shut on up. and is immediately talking about the thing they've done 20 minutes ago. I'm very very fit now. Like I'm pretty healthy. I have to say, I I look at people on the street who walk past me only walking going, I'm so much better than you. I'm just a better human. Like it's amazing. I got up and I went for the run and I've had a shower and I've put on a face and I've gotten dressed and I'm just walking around the house, just like saying to my kids, come on, get moving. You know, like I'm just, I just already feel like new me has kicked in. New lockdown, new me. I'm already here. <laughs> Fit M is more than a body shape. It's an entire personality. Yeah. It's a it's political a theory. It's 100%. everything. It's a movement. <laughs> but have you just stayed completely on your fit level since last we spoke? How dare you? Of course I have. 
I'm a beacon of strength. And, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, no, I had some, like, cheese and bacon rolls at 11 p.m. on the first night. Um, Some rolls. So we're talking more than (laughs) one. Two, two rolls. And the worst part is it was – I was laying in the dark in my bed as I was eating them secretly (laughs) because I'd announced to my whole family – I'm healthy now. I will only be consuming very healthy food. <laughs> Nobody is to offer me anything sweet or with carbohydrates. And then what about, was the trigger? There's always a moment. I was just hungry because because throughout the day I'd been. I've, so what I've started doing is I get up and I have a really big drink of water just to replenish my little cells because they're all dry and I'm from overnight. <laughs> so I have a big glass of water and then um, I have a very strong black coffee. Right. I don't. I don't appetite know if it's <laughs> And then I have my lady shake with some collagen powder and um, then I have probably might have a nani and then that'll see me through to about one o'clock um, and in that time I'll exercise. So like Monday I'd probably want a bit, you know, it isn't my personality to go right out the gate at a thousand. I yeah. don't really believe in a crescendo. I more believe in just throw yourself off the clip and just extend your flaps as a parasail as you go down and just fucking take whatever comes at you. And um, so I'm like, day one, I was like, Madonna peak macrobiotic chef. Madonna preparing for her sex photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, that was me, day one. You know, some may have said, em, Amy, you've just done six months of eating whatever the fuck you want. Perhaps maybe just go, nah. I just went straight off the cliff. So at about 10.45, I was like, God, I'm so hungry. And I couldn't get to sleep. I'm like, I think if I just have a nice little carb, I'll probably just drop off. Oh. So I went to the cupboard <laughs> and I'd bought some, because Elio at the moment will only eat foods that are white, starchy, and I'd bought a little Baker's Delight six-pack of really soft cheese and bacon rolls, you know, the ones. Yeah. I thought, I'll, I'll just have one. I was like, oh, they're pretty small. The lady did give me one extra because they were pretty small. So two probably equal one. I'm like, oh, probably needs a bit of butter just to moisturise. Oh, I might just melt it in the microwave. <laughs> Sounds like there were many steps to this process. I'm like, if, if I warm it up, it'll be less of a shock to my body too. Like my body might just think, oh, you just, oh just my part God, of is that an official <laughs> diet theory? Well, they do say, you know, you should drink water at room temperature because your body, like, it's not as a shock. So I feel like if the rolls are at body temperature, 37 degrees, maybe it's less of a shock to my ass. <laughs> oh, really? So I snuck back into the room. Scott was watching the Tour de France. I snuck, and I shut the door and I lay in bed and just. <laughs> <laughs> but then did, was there any kind of plate with this or anything like that? Did nah. you have to? Oh, no, oh. I put it in the pockets of my dressing. <laughs> oh, no. The shame. Yeah, I had one pocket each of dripping in, in the dressing gown and then I took it off and I lay in bed and, oh, God, it was – and then, oh, I felt so bad after it. <laughs> but I slept really no, well. Don't feel bad. You heated it up. I mean, that's not going to count. It's fine. And then <laughs> the I got up in the morning. The dieting theory of if it's hot, <laughs> you will not observe, absorb any fat. It's true. I can justify any food. Really? I said this to you. I yeah. said to you, block you challenge me. Go. Do it right now. What? Block sorry, a chocolate. You, uh, block a chocolate. Wait. Go. Are we justifying food? I need. A th- I told you I need a theme song. Wanting, needing to justify my food. Oh, justify my food. 
Okay, what did you say? Block of chocolate. Yeah. Okay, block of chocolate's great because obviously, first of all, it's got dairy in it, calcium, good for your bones. And as you get older, your bones do get thin. Also, <laughs> chocolate has magnesium in it. And a lot of women are low in magnesium. And magnesium allows you to kind of stop craving more chocolate. So generally, you have one block. You won't want another one. <laughs> and it's really actually good. Gives you a little bit of a boost. The sugar gives you a little bit of a natural high so you can get on with your day. Have a better mental health outlook. So uh, there are three reasons to eat a block of chocolate. Next. <laughs> Two litre bottle of Coke. Two litre? That's not food. That's not food. I can't. No, give me food. Coke. I once saw a steak dissolved in Coke for a science class in year 10 and I've never drunk Coke since then. Oh, no, fair enough. Okay, a massive, massive bowl of pasta full gluten pasta with heaps of cheese on top. Oh, wow. Obviously, pasta is great for you because it's a slow-release carbohydrate. So if you have a nice big bowl, you'll get through the day much longer. Mood, mood levels will remain <laughs> higher. And it's probably been made by hand by some woman. You've employed an elderly Italian woman to make the pasta. The cheese is <laughs> come from a cow, come from a farmer. Farmers are struggling at the moment and the cheese is full of dairy, so it's also good for your bones. So really, you have your pasta, you have your chocolate, you're not going to get osteoporosis. Okay, wait. <sighs> so okay, someone's done a roast, and there's absolute there's there's all this leftover animal fat sitting in a tray, all melted, and you have grabbed some white bread and you've put it in that, soaked up the fat, and you've eaten that. Justify oh. that. <laughs> Okay, so obviously if you've made a roast, again, you're keeping a family business intact. You're keeping the farming industry in a show you're turning over. You're eating something from the land. It's great. It doesn't have preservatives in it because it's a fresh piece of meat. It's from an animal that's been eating from the land. It's the circle of life. And so the animal fat that comes off it, obviously you are an animal and you're absorbing another animal. And that fat is good for you and your system is good fat stores. And then the white bread that you dip in it will soak it up. And obviously that fat is going to be warm at body temperature. So when you eat it, your body will absorb it fine. And the white bread has got flour in it. It's got yeast. It's got wheat. It's been made by someone by hand. <laughs> oh, my God. I love how much you can position you pigging out on crap as helping the farmers. 100%. Farmers are going to be helped if you're eating spinach. You do realise that. I'm the one-woman agriculture queen. I'm also the magpie queen. Tangent. So, anyway, before we get to my tangent on magpie queen, how's your health journey going? Well, I'll be honest, after hearing your story, I'm feeling moderately better about it now. <laughs> first, no, <I> day, think- <laughs> first day came out the gates, great. I mean, mm. I've gone a different, I, I mean, I'm more just mirroring the keto diet that my husband has. So, mm. you know, can't have any sugar, which includes can't have fruit. So you pretty much just got to have like, you know, vegetables and, and lean meats. Mm. Um, went well first day, but on the second day, I did a lot mm. of exercise first day, did the exercise up to the extent that I was a little bit stiff and, stiff and sore the second day. So right. I did a bit of yoga the second day, but I did mm-hmm. feel that was wimping out. But second day, I feel like I, I had almonds, but they had that. So you know how you get almonds with the tamari? It's really sort of like <laughs> nice tangy. I had a yeah. few too many of those. Oh, it's okay. Almonds are good for you, good That's for mental it, health. Though. There was no... Mm. There was no cheese scrolls under the plate. Oh, <laughs> How not, many jobs have not, you done I today? I mean, obviously, no. obviously that's, you know, obviously you were just performing charity for the bakers and helping Australian <laughs> society you. as a whole and, of you know, and, and the Thank way you, you treated it, i.e. cooked it, you annulled any of the effects of it. So you're fine, but uh, I think I did pretty well. And today's a clean slate. Haven't eaten yet. Oof. But it's only 9.15am. I know. Things will change. And you just woke up. All right. I do know, I knew some people's theories of weight loss is just to sleep till midday. So <laughs> I've read those ones uh, as well. You know, you actually did once give me a breakthrough moment in time. When we were in our 20s, yeah. this, is, this is a tangent on a tangent now. We were in our 20s. Don't worry, Magpie Queen's got a pin in it. We're coming back. But yeah. yeah so, yeah, go. Um, 
This was at a time when uh, I, I was in famine, you were in feast, you were working breakfast radio and you would come to Sydney to do interview the stars and stuff like that and you would get yeah. put up in a hotel and I would come and stay with you like a little pauper, come and come and do the little, <laughs> little, little bed. You always got like a two single bed yeah. thing. Yeah, 100%. And I remember watching, you were eating, you ordered room service and I remember you yeah. ordered like, you ordered like a cheeseburger and chips, uh, which sort of surprised me in a way because you were like really maximum fitness at the time. Mm. And then you, you like took four bites of it. And then without even blinking, you just picked oh, up yeah. your can of Coke and poured it all over the yeah, meal that you were that. eating <laughs> to prevent yourself. And just, and I was like frowning at it and you were like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to destroy it and make it so that you can't eat it. And then you put it in the bin and then you poured more Coke on it in the yep. bin. Yeah. I just want to say that I, obviously we don't condone wasting food, but this was in a sort of a hotel room service situation where that food was, there was no way it was getting saved. But you sort of said, if it's in front of me, I'll eat it. And I realized that you're right. And that is the biggest way that I can control, you know, what I eat now. (laughs) Not so much with the destroying, but just, I know if something is in my sphere, I Mm. will attempt to eat it and I can get desperate. Like I can, when I'm writing, I'll look in the fridge and and what I will reduce myself to. How desperate? Tell me, what is the most desperate measure you've gone to to find a treat? What have you eaten? Uh, I reckon the bits that stand out to me is that I've found in some like weird area of the cheese drawer, there's an old bit of Parmesan that was from ages ago that's rock hard. And I feel like, oh, I can still get something out of that. And I try and cut it. And it's just, it's, 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 it's like cutting wood, basically. Consuming that and then thinking to yourself, Jesus, if it's this old, is it healthy to eat this? That I think Definitely that's healthy. pretty low. Definitely healthy. Yeah, yeah ignore, ignoring use by dates is, is always where you know, yeah. Oh, there's been times as well when, like, I've got a little, like, pantry drawer where I keep some nuts, and then we've run out of nuts at times and I'm hungry, but then in the back I can find some really old cashews and then I start eating them and they're really, like, weird and soft and tasteless. And so, yeah, that's how desperate I can get. Your house is shit for food. Like, I know, I, I know. hate coming to your because house. Because of your theory, I control what comes in. You've got kids you can't control. You have to supply everything. So you're, I mean, I don't know how you do it. But I'm also Italian. I've always grown up with a fully stocked, like, my my fridge and cupboard is always – I could entertain 10 people at all times, no matter mm. what time. Like, honestly, you, you'd be struck to find us Mother Hubbard here. I don't know. It's this weird thing. And because of the food here, you know, I'm the carb queen, so it is tough to be on my health journey. It is you know? tough. So I just think I'm more up against it than you because you're two gay men in this kind of carb-free, joy-free kitchen zone – Whereas I've still got people around me who are 18 and 13 who can eat whatever the fuck they want and nothing changes on their body. I know. And you were spectacularly like that at one point. Oh, I know. I remember. It's, I wasn't. My amazing. teenage years were a very different story to Em's. Mind you, she earned it by the incredible <laughs> amount of athletics she was doing, but she was ripped and I yeah. was yeah. like, I don't know if you've seen the end of Wally. What happens to humans when they're like little blubber balls in space? You were a blob. That's, that's <laughs> you were supposed to say you weren't that bad. Okay, no, I'm not. That, I'm your, uh, why would I lie to you? You were a blob. But like, also, 100%. even to the day, to this day, I would argue you are still the queen of the spectacular snapback. Like when you really commit, <laughs> oh, well, she I'm rises like a phoenix or like a ascendant magpie. And you'll segue. notice. Thank you for the magpie segue. But you'll also notice there's not going to be many body shots of me on my socials. It's just going to be heads for a while because I want the reveal to be dramatic. 
My conspiracy theory is this is why you haven't sent me the WAP challenge dance yet because <laughs> you want to do it at full fitness. There's no hiding in the WAP challenge. Do you know what's weird talking about hot-bodied kids? It's a weird thing to like – I was watching my cello workout. Hot-bodied work kids, day. Jesus. Yeah, you know, like – no, you know, like – Don't you want know, this grab to be taken out of sna- context. No, but you know what I mean? Like when you're teens, your body's – you, mm. you can do whatever you want to it. It's a weird point in parenting when you look at your kid. Like Marcella's been working out and I was looking at her going, God, she looks really good. Her bum looks great. She looks fit and strong. And I'm like, that's such a, such a strange thing. Mm. Just watching your child and be like, yeah, man, you look mm. good, lady. I don't know if that's okay. It's uh-huh. a weird pride. Well, you grew her in your body. 100%. And look what happened to it. This is my body's a result of those three children. <laughs> so anyway, I've got, I'm out jogging on my fitness journey. And, you know, obviously we talked about the magpie funeral a couple of weeks ago. And since then, since we respectfully sent off beautiful Maggie who came to visit me and was very unwell and I, and I was worried about her all night and I went out to find her to see if I could get the wildlife rescue people in. But sadly she's passed away. And then Scott let me have the magpie funeral just to catch everyone up if you haven't listened yet. Since then... Magpies have been seeking me out. I don't know. Somehow they know there was some kind of respect, some kind of communication from the magpie that passed over. And as she was passing over into magpie heaven, she sent it out through the magpie matrix. This one, she's one of us. She's a goodie. And I'll tell you why, right? So I was sitting on the oval the other day with Elio and one walked right up to me and sat next to me. I videoed it. I have proof. And then... (laughs) <laughs> on my jogging route, there's always been for the last five years I've lived at this place and this time of year on the one particular corner where I jog, there's a very aggressive magpie that takes everyone down. It's well known in my area. She is legendary. <laughs> and I watched a woman about 20 metres in front of me get attacked and swooped as she crossed through and I, I don't know, I just felt a sense of calm come over me and I'm like, I'm going to be fine because I'm queen of the fucking magpies. So I jogged confidently, knees to chest, around the corner and <laughs> nary a swoop. Not even I, – I swear to God there's a little – whatever noise they make. I swear that's all I heard. A little tip of the cap, jog on, love. You're fine in my eyes. So I'm looking at a magpie right now out the window watching me talk about magpies. So I don't, I don't care. You can laugh at me or you fucking want. Oh, no, just- I am – Queen the magpies. Wow. It was always a bit of a wild card. What would happen to the human mind with this much lockdown? And <laughs> No, look, I like it. I like it because it makes me, you know what it makes me think of? Maleficent. She always, I think it was obviously a crow, but you're like an Australian bush. Yeah. Maleficent sort of figure. Didn't end well for Maleficent. Did, I haven't seen the sequel though. Oh, I love the sequel. It got poo-pooed, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very good. The costuming is insane. Didn't you want, oh no, you wore a cockatoo um, dress. I thought for you Mardi had Gras. one spectacular dress that was. Yeah, for well, Gras. I do definitely. I mean, you've picked a bird that you can work with style-wise, which is important. Or 100%. they've picked you, whatever's happened. The universe has, has wedged you together, you and this species of bird. And also, you know what else makes sense? Magpies are very misunderstood. They're called assholes. They're called dickheads. You know, people think that they're the harsh bird, the hard bird, but in fact they're not. They're smart birds like me, you know? Yeah. They're birds who are misunderstood. Yeah. They cry, cry, cry in their lonely night. (laughs) Let me tell you a story about a bird called magpie. (laughs) Now, speaking of losing your mind in lockdown, Nikki with the good hair, um, Dr Nick Coatesworth, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, he, um, 
I just want to say about Nikki with the good hair, we have had, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going <laughs> to expose the content of the messages, but I just want to tip my cap to all the nurses that have contacted us about Nick and working with him. Um, he has quite the reputation. Nicky with the good hair. <laughs> good thing you didn't say anything. No. Yeah. He has come forward with um, some interesting um, suggestions on how we can get through this last little bit, Michael. Yeah. He's taking a holistic approach to our health now, wanting us to help us through this lockdown. Pray tell, what were those? Very important. Um, oh, there's only, the one that's still, I've only got, I can only remember, do you have what he said? Because I can only remember what, there was one thing that is just seared on my mind for all times that I can't go past, which is basically you should try making your bed every morning to help you with your mental yes. health. In. Making oh your bed. God. Set yourself achievable goals. One of the simplest things you can do in the morning, and this was said to me once at a leadership seminar by a, someone who's a very good leader, is make your bed. The deputy chief medical officer, Nikki with the good hair and the Batman jaw, has said that we need to put some structure in our day and um, set yourself achievable goals. One of the simplest things you can do in the morning is to make your bed. Oh, I don't know. It just burned me so hard. <laughs> no, the bit that got me, though, is... Um, is him telling us to dedicate a little bit of time for housework. Put some structure into your day, whether you set aside dedicated time for housework. Make sure you then have some downtime after that where you're doing something that you enjoy doing, a hobby. Get directly fucked. (laughs) That is coming from a true man who sees housework as some kind of like magical thing that you only do every now and then. A meditative activity to help chill you out (laughs) and not like a relentless treadmill that you're strapped to all day, every day in lockdown. I mean, can you imagine thinking that housework is something that all of us need to do, you know, like it's a novelty? Oh, like no. it's not something that that mainly, and I have to say, because of the domestic workload, it's still the split that still happens in this country in houses with a with a uh, a man and a woman in a heterosexual cis normal relationship. Shouldn't have said normal because it's not normal. Mm. Um, is assuming that you know the just doing a bit of housework is just oh I didn't think of that. Fuck, that's what I've been getting wrong. All right, I'll just go vacuum for the 90th time this week because no one in this house seems to remember how to use a fucking plate. I feel like Nikki, he's trying to, he's trying to connect with us on a personal. I, uh, in my little narrative in my head, he's seen that Brett has become a national sex symbol, and he's thinking, "Hang on, I'm sitting here. What's happening? I'm empirically better looking than he is. How do I weasel my way into their heart?" So I feel like he's offering us these personal tidbits in the hope that we might forge some sort of more emotive connection with him, but it's backfired severely. And I'll be honest, I did, I do make my bed every morning and I change the sheets all the time. And that has been something that's helped me. But the second he said that, that's over now. I'm not making my bed anymore. I'm proudly (laughs) sitting in my unmade clump of, if I wasn't so healthy, I would bring the cheese scrolls into the bed like you, just to really fuck off Nick Coatsworth. <laughs> Might not be a protest he's aware of, but nonetheless, it means something nah, to me. That's a good one. I'm here for it. He also said that you need to um, have some downtime and do a hobby. <laughs> have a hobby. Oh, fuck. This guy's so out of touch. Yeah. A fucking hobby, mate. Okay. Sure. <laughs> how will I fit that in around all the housework and bed making that I'm doing? What am I gonna? How am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Knit in all my downtime. I have so much downtime as a mother of three. Yeah, great. 
It also just goes to show people from other states, we don't want your advice. I don't even want your sympathy anymore. All I want, all I want is thanks. Thanks for doing this so that the rest of the country can open. That's the only safe thing you can say at this point. I don't want to be told that the plan's bad. I don't want to be told that my premier's a dictator. I don't want to be told that my contact tracing's shit. I don't want any of it. I just want, thank you, you're saving the country. And I did notice that the WA premier did get on board with that. Yes. Well, good. We do deserve a thank you. Look, it was a big day today, obviously, because we also had Daddy Dan Andrews uh, give us a sex talk. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen to this incredible piece of audio. The very nature of a plutonic relationship between two people who are coming together to spend time with each other, there's a very, that's very different to intimate partners who, by virtue of the fact that they are intimate partners, their contact is of a different nature. Uh, but uh, that's... I can't quite believe I'm having to explain that, but I am, but I'm stopping there because I don't think that serves any greater purpose than anyway, fine. Oh, wouldn't you be wrapped if you were his 18-year-old son? <laughs> I think being Dan's 18-year-old son in this year, is that, that's, that's got to be a full-time job and not always a comfortable one. <laughs> Can you, I want you, you do, a, do an impersonation of Dan giving his son the sex talk. You're Why very good at yes. Dan. You're very good at Dan. Do I'm it. Really not. Do it. Explain sex as Dan Andrews. No, it would just be that he would do it in single sentence paragraphs. Yeah, do it. Well, when a man and a woman care very much about each other, then those two can be connected in a uh, should we say intimate way? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's all That's I'll good. have to say about that. At this time. <laughs> but I just want to say, son, I am proud. I am proud of you beginning this sexual journey and I will be there every step of the way, not literally. <laughs> so I don't know. You, you will get an erection and <laughs> you will put your penis in her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dan, as if he's not going through enough. <laughs> Mate, I don't have time to be I, – I, I'm happy for you if you can be worried about your foreplay technique. I, I, I don't have time for that, all right? If <laughs> sex toys are required, don't be ashamed. They're good. Foreplay is important. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't want to sexualise our leaders, but he's given us no choice at this time. He brought it up. And if you listen to this, there is no way he had to go so far into this quote, or you, the one that we just played, with, you know, talking about it. Like, obviously we don't, but he, oh, I'm here he for it. it. I was here for I the think. whole thing. Because as we've been saying, he's back at underdog status. So many people have stacked on. He's now, like, popular cult figure again. He's, he's come 360. He's back at the start again. Absolutely. And and to be honest, even on Monday, I was in a bit of free fall thinking, oh, my God, this plan, it's so full on. I'm, is he, are we sure about this? Is What's happening? But the coordinated pylon, Jim's mowing the was the, I mean, that was the straw the that broke fuck? the camel's back. Shut, Shut up, Jim. Up, Jim. And also, I think at the end of the day, even if you hate the plan, even if you're not into it. Michael Lucas, is Jim even a real person? Yes. That's an actual Jim? Oh, and he looks like a Jim too. There is an actual gym, as as represented in graphic form on the side of Jim's mowing vans. Oh. 
And uh, yeah, he came out. He came out. He came out saying he was real harsh. He was basically saying it was going to be an epidemic of death that we were going to have. Um, you know, the same the same argument that a lot of people have been making. But him and Greg Hunt and oh, yeah. like you know, Scomo yeah. obviously. And yeah, it just again has made him seem totally like the underdog, but also he's just stood there and copped it unwaveringly. And there is something about seeing someone just take it and take it and still keep going and still keep going and Mm. not back down that sort of, even if you had any reservations, you're like, oh, hats off, hats off. To do something unpopular and to stick there and see it out, you've got to have some sort of respect for it. Yeah, I do. He's holding the course. Like, it's incredible. And also it's really hard to, like, at the end of the day, although they try and create this conspiracy theory of he just loves the power, it's all about, he's getting off on this. Nah. No way. Like, it's hard. Whatever you think of the plan, he's clearly doing it because he thinks it's the best thing to do for everyone's health and for the good of the state. It's, this is clearly why he's doing it, what his motive is so he's really I mean people try and demonize him and obviously some people uh <laughs> accept that interpretation mm. of him but but I don't know I think it's pretty yeah. I think it's pretty hard and every day that he gets hailed down by people just makes me think <laughs> well fuck you <laughs> I'm with he's him gonna rise again Look, before you go, there's been some interesting breaking news in the world of entertainment and I can't decide if it's good news or bad news. I don't know. Uh, Kim Kardashian has released a lengthy statement announcing that after 20 seasons, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is ending. Its last season will air in early 2021. Uh, 14 years it's been on and I am here today to tell you that I've not watched one episode ever in my life. Me either. <laughs> I think actually, I think once on a plane, I did see a little bit of yeah. one episode just to sort of check out what it's like. And I was really shocked that there were all these characters that I didn't know. <laughs> like I just thought it was the sisters no, and the mum. there's the hopeless husband, Scott Disick. Oh, there were children. It was sprawling. And, you know, it, it, it does lead one to question why because there's a massive cash cow for E and Ryan Seacrest and – I understand she can't control the narrative around her at the moment because Kanye is clearly unravelling and spiralling out of control. And I think they're very much about controlling what's happening around them and the storylines that go out. And I just feel like he's such a loose cannon that they can't keep it under wraps anymore. Mm. I also sadly think that marriage is unravelling. But I have a weird respect for the Kardashians because – they are true hustlers. Oh, I can see you. Yeah, there's some Chris Jenner in you, and I'm not just talking no, about I know. some hairstyling choices. I do choices. look like a young Chris Jenner. They get sent to me all the time. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't condone, you know, auctioning off my child's sex tape. Obviously, <laughs> do we know that she did look, that? It's, it's a pretty substantiated rumor, and in terms of my conspiracy theories, it's a very close to a true one. <laughs> like I have done it. Yes, I believe. I believe. She did. (laughs) (laughs) And you might sit here talking about how you're watching your daughter work out and how amazing her body is, but there is a very distinct (laughs) line and you will not cross it. Look at a live streamer doing a deep squat. No, that's right. Depends how long this (laughs) pandemic goes and how much people are willing to offer. I have But at the moment, no. No, I just mean like they're all sassy businesswomen. You can shit on them all they want, all you want. You can judge them. But at the end of the day, they have created a billion-dollar empire and one would argue off not much tangible skill, like none of them sing or dance or act, They've just done it purely off of building a brand. They're kind of like Facebook and eBay and they're this massive brand, but they don't actually 
you know, have substance. So, you know. No. When I did watch it, I must admit, my one episode, I was surprised how much, like, the core engine of the episode was, oh, this family sort of love each other and get involved with each other. And uh, it was, I, I, I mean, I obviously, it's it's about a family. I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> but I was shocked at how family-oriented they, they seemed. Because yes, you just think. You just think sex tapes and surgery, if you don't know, if you don't know. And I must admit, I am troubled in some ways by, uh, I mean, I'm just going to say in that family, there's some pretty different uh, standards of styling and appearance that women are expected to uphold (laughs) than men. Absolutely. And, you know, the whole, I mean, it's pretty clear those girls, as soon as they were of age to get cosmetic surgery, they were all getting it. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. But, you know. Well, apparently Khloe Kardashian is pregnant also, so that's interesting. I don't even know which one she is. Well, which one is she? she's she's oh, the, the, the one that I one suspect is OJ Simpson's daughter. We've oh, talked about God. this conspiracy okay, theory. Yeah. I know, I yeah, do suspect right. that she's OJ Simpson's daughter. Now, she had a child with Tristan Thompson, the NBA. She's already got one. I know a lot considering I don't watch the show. And then he very openly <laughs> cheated on her with her friend and a few other people, and they've been completely estranged and apparently they're back together and apparently she's pregnant with a second child. So that is interesting. Good for her, happy for her if that's what she wants. But, again, I mean, I don't want to delve into the, the – there's a lot of messaging that goes out that they put out that I don't agree with. There's a lot of things – you're right, the beauty standards, and also there's this whole wave of girls now that look like Kardashians with the eyebrows and the surgery and all that. Yes, 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 yes. But what I do respect is that it's the matriarchal nature of the family. They're all really strong women. They're all business owners. They all love each other. They're all very loyal. All of that I respect and it appeals to me. So I'm not going to shit on them and I'm not going to do what everyone else does because, you know, who's having the last laugh with their billion dollars in the banks? Clearly they've figured it out. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, good luck to them. I, I, I feel like I'm part of me is right and they're going to announce their own TV network. <laughs> I don't think – I think they're just going to leave oh. E and maybe they'll come up with K. I don't know. And I feel like this <laughs> is definitely not the last we're going to see of the Kardashians on our TV screens. I just feel like they want to break ties with Seacrest and E and I think they want to go out on their own and own their own images and that, that would make sense in a business side of things. I'm surprised actually that you're not more into them because, you know, you'd love yourself a royal family and they are pretty much the royal family of trash <laughs> culture. I know. And I do love the real Pathways of Beverly Hills. It's not like I have standards. Oh, God, I know that. <laughs> I know up. that. Our listeners know that. I think the magpies know it too. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, God, I didn't think we'd be impersonating Dan. Andrew's telling his son about sex with you. <laughs> we found ourselves there. <laughs> all right. He asked for it, all right? Yeah, he it's what the people it. want. All right, thank you. Uh, good luck on your health journey today. Oh, likewise with you. Yeah. Can't wait. And just remember, yes. if it's too fatty, just heat it up. <laughs> if that's not in a promo somewhere, I don't want to live anymore. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. All right. Well, that's it. That's it for another week. Uh, I hope you got something out of that. I don't know what that would be. Perhaps my new theme song, Justify My Food. Oh, I mean, and you know what? I can apply that skill set of justifying something that's bad for me to anything. I, it is, I wish I could find a way to harness that brain power and channel it into something good. 
because it is a skill of mine on the spot to be able to justify anything. I mean, I've been doing it since I was a very small, outrageous behaviour, outfits, food, alcohol. I can really find a way to make it okay within my mind. <laughs> it's a skill, isn't it? All right, well, guys, have a fantastic weekend. I hope you're doing something nice. The weather's been pretty good in Melbourne, so I'm thankful for that. And to everyone who's reaching out to say, you know, in other states we're thinking of you, I appreciate it. Be well. I don't even know what else to say to you, you know. We're all just fucking doing our best. Hopefully New M is still with you next Tuesday when we next speak. Let's hope I've stuck to things. Will I or won't I? Even I don't know the answer to that. Okay, guys. Love you. Bye. A Podcast One production.